I'm the host now. Brendan is dead. He's gone. Burned his body in the trash. Matt is here at 29 Coast from online. You know him. Welcome to the show, 29 Coast. I'm fucking not dead. Ah, see. How's it going? Yeah. No, I was was going to eventually just tell you to say something because we couldn't keep that bit up for too long. Because I'm not going to follow the whole Google Doc. No. Someone's going to have to keep this thing <laughs> in some kind of, kind of direction. Ghost, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, absolutely. We're, uh, we got the Sixers game going behind us. It's at halftime now. I am for the second week in a row in the chair that reclines, so I'm going to be no good at this show. Well... To be fair, before you got into the chair that reclines, you were falling asleep mid-show because you were laying in your bed. It happened once. Uh, it happened once. I told you it was a long day. All right. So we're going to hop right into our first segment. And Coast, we're going to ask you uh, – or Matt, sorry. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ask you the, uh, the DMT wholesome questions. These are questions that we've been trying to ask to all our guests. But uh, <laughs> the last guest we had was uh, wrestling only, and the, the other guest we had was deleted. So, uh, well, technically the first to so, answer these. So now this will be the first one that ever goes out uh, because, yeah, the, we, we didn't want it. It was going to be weird to ask all those same questions again and listen enthusiastically to Dan just repeat himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll, we'll have you go through these, introduce yourself to the, 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 the wider audience of this show, and uh, to anyone from the Discord, uh, all the stuff they already knew about you. Sure, bring them. Let's, let's do it. All right. Uh, the first wholesome question is, what is your favorite team and players? Favorite few teams. Oh. Just few teams? Well, I was born and raised, like, uh, pretty much lived my whole life, a little bit outside Bomber Suburbs area. So, obviously, Orioles and Ravens have always been my two main teams. Uh, because they don't have hockey or basketball here, or basketball anymore, I guess, I've kind of just followed, you know, DC as well, but I don't know. DC is kind of just its own thing now. So I'm also a Liverpool fan only because of Fernando Torres. I was a huge Torres fan after he got on the Spanish national team. So I kind of followed to Liverpool and I uh, love Liverpool ever since. So I think that's pretty much it. I always wondered if that was a difficult thing for people that are from cities that are missing one sport and like, you know, end up liking the one nearby. Like, I, I imagine that, like, you know, Pittsburgh fans are probably fans of, like, the Cavs or something. But the idea of supporting the Browns would make them sick. So it, uh, it, I, I guess that it'll occasionally end up, like, you know, talking to some all-DC sports fan, and then you have to add the, the Cavs. It's like, we'll slow down here. I can't get on board <laughs> with all this. Well, it's tough because, like, I don't like any of the D.C. teams' color schemes or logos, really. So it's kind of just always been, like, well, they're the closest. I mean, I guess Philly's pretty close, too. But now that the Caps, like, won the title last year, I just haven't really been following that much. So, I don't know. Uh, all right. The next question is, what is your dream role on a sports team? And uh, just to give you something to work off of, I've always said that I'd like to be, like, the big body bruiser on a basketball team. Huh. What do you got? Uh, all right. Um, um, I think I, I, I always the, – the first place that I go with that is, is going to be uh, all-action. Uh, bo- uh, all-action uh, box-to-box midfielder. 
violent. Uh, I want to. I want to play in the eighties. If I'm, am I allowed to say? Am I allowed to say that I could uh, want to play in a, in a totally is, different era? This is. A I dream, guess it's, so. it's that's as likely as me getting there now. So yeah, that yeah. I want I mean, who gives a shit? Even a, uh, even as an Arsenal fan, I want to be Roy Keane. I guess. I guess <laughs> I could also be Patrick Vieira, but um, something about Keane seemed angrier, and I and I just appreciate that. That's what I value that above all else. Okay, I think oh, this is tough, but I think. If it comes down to it, I would want to be like the uh, possession receiver on an NFL team. Okay, West. I don't know. It's kind of you want yeah, to specifically well, be Julian Edelman. I don't know about that. I'm not really a. Uh, when you compare it to those guys, quarterback quarterback's favorite target. You want to yeah, be, yeah. You like, want to be you want to be the, the first read, like Jarvis Landry in Miami. Yeah, not necessarily like the the touchdown guy, but you know, it gets the first downs. Doesn't fumble, kind of stuff like that. I guess Eat, I don't know. Eats up clock. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good I hands. Think, yeah, that is, that is a good role. Yeah, I, want, I definitely want to be on in on the hands team on the uh, onside kicks. I want to be on the hands team. I've, oh, I've, yeah. yeah, I've um, ever since um, I, I I caught a falling wine, I caught a falling champagne bottle a couple of years ago. Of uh, yelled hands team anytime I've caught anything since then. <laughs> uh, do you get push notifications about sports? Do I? Uh, not intentionally. I got the MLB like app. I forget what it's called, but like where you can listen to the radio stuff for like ten bucks a year or something. At bat. And it, and I haven't. Yeah, at bat. And I haven't gone to the settings to turn off push notifications for the Orioles. So I, I get it for that. <laughs> the things I do for this show. Yeah, the, there's uh, the the thing about when your team is bad, it's it's brutal. It's fucking insulting. Yeah. Um, when the oh, Mets, yeah. when the Mets lost like twenty two nothing to the Nationals last year, <laughs> I just remember that when it was just constantly getting push notification. It was like the it was the first inning and just like Washington now leads nine nothing. And I think I put I just, like screenshotted that and just went, "Is this bad?" <laughs> and then it, and it kept getting worse and worse. I think by, it was like eighteen nothing by the fifth inning. Oh man, yeah. I mean, last year was kind of brutal for the Orioles because. It was almost like they had a slimmer of hope to compete, and it just—I don't know. Not this year. I don't mind it. It's like I have no expectations. So last year you had an expectation, though. Yeah, I don't know why I did. Looking back, but I did. So <laughs> yeah, it was tough. The, uh, the one thing I'll say, I—I uh, uh, I get push notifications for the the Met scores because I always intend to not watch, and then I end up watching. But it, like yeah. I'm usually watching on Apple TV, so I'm watching on. Um, because SNY doesn't have their own app, but you can watch through NBC uh, through NBC Sports uh, or or whatever. Um, and the push notifications are ahead of the, the stream by like 15, wow. by like ten seconds a lot of times. So when uh, uh, when like I was watching earlier, um, and when Harper got uh, his hit that made it three three, like I got a I got a push notification ahead of time telling me it happened, and it really. Uh, it really sucks the fun out of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. That, that was, it was like happening. What? Yeah, it was happening during. I I somehow had notifications on from the 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 one football app, which is like a who scored uh, sort of thing, like advanced stats thing, and like that was spoiling World Cup games, and I, I got rid of that. Immediately. Yeah, that's gotta go. <laughs> that's gotta go. Yeah, no. It would really suck to have like a push notification ruin the only interesting that happen thing that happens that hour in the baseball game. Yeah. It, yeah. Also, imagine it for like a really tight World Cup game. Just like imagine if the, the we're watching on the app and you know 
just uh, like a World Cup semifinal or something ends up being spoiled, but it just it just comes in ahead of time. Yeah, no good, no good. Uh, all right, yeah. what is the happiest you've ever been about a team you enjoy? And I'll go first, so you have a time, a little time to think about it. Sure. sure. I uh, I was living in Philly when the Phillies won the 2008 World Series. Uh, I was part of whatever you want to call it, a parade. Well, I went to the parade, where I was also part of the riot immediately after, which was cool. Walking over cars, jumping on shit, <laughs> just being rowdy. I was, uh, I, I believe, twenty, maybe twenty-one. Of, part, yeah, that's ideal riot age. That was that was the happiest I was ever about a sports team that I I like. What about you? Um, oh, 2013 FA Cup. Okay. 2013 FA Cup uh, when Arsenal went 2-0 down the hole. And then, um, and then yeah, because I started following them in 2006. So I missed out all uh, on all the like true glory of the, of the Arsene Wenger era. So I was yeah. just left with the scraps. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, so I watched the whole run to the Champions League final in 2006. But um, then they uh, lost in particularly tragic circumstance. So, um, then, uh, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it was the FA Cup. That was the it was the la- it was the most I ever screamed. Um, but yeah, so I think, but judging on that alone, the most I ever screamed. <laughs> I think that I know what yours is going to be. I have a guess, and I'm going to be a little upset about it. Go ahead. I th- I think you're wrong. Um, well, <laughs> there, there are the, the Ravens have won two Super Bowls in my lifetime and ever. But I think personally, the most excited I've ever most excited I think was the question, right? Or yes. something like that. Happiest you've uh, ever been about a team you happiest. Enjoyed. So I went to Virginia Tech, and uh, my freshman year, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I went to uh, I think their first big game of the season. I was a freshman, so I couldn't get season tickets. So I snagged it on like the I don't know, pay like forty bucks for a ticket, and I got to see Virginia Tech versus Nebraska. And uh, it was like a really boring game, low scoring, and the the tech was down. I don't know, a touchdown or less, six points or something. And like two minutes left, they had Tyrod Taylor on their own like thirty, and he threw like a seventy yard bomb. Uh, won the game like a couple plays later, and I was at the game, so we got to rush the field. And there's I don't know, just a lot of great emotions. No, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, getting to rush the field probably yeah. Takes precedent even over some uh, even even a Super Bowl like you know yeah. you're, you're still watching on TV just actually being able to to, to rush the field is, is is a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, and now we got the other side of the coin. What is the most heartbreaking moment with the team you enjoy? Mine, which I thought that you were going to be the other side of this, was the the Super Bowl where the Niners lost to the Ravens, and I had a Super Bowl party at my house. And I did way too many jello shots because I I don't know why. A really funny thing to do in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like there was like twenty, twenty five people there. There was like people and I got so drunk and my girlfriend was kind of a, an attention seeking per- person at the time. And I do remember specifically saying that the only important thing happening in this house right now is happening on that television. Um, I was I was ultimately vindicated, though in that moment I looked pretty bad. Um, that, that's <laughs> ultimately vindicated. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, but I, I I had my parents apologizing on my behalf. It was not good. What about you? Uh, oof. Um, I would say. Um, when Arsenal selling Cesc Fabregas to Barcelona, um, was probably like. I get extremely upset about that. 
Um, and I wa- uh, I just would get re- uh, especially in my in my first apartment in um, the one in Williamsburg. Uh, when I just had nothing better to do because we hadn't successfully dragged everyone I knew to New York. Um, (laughs) Which you you eventually succeeded. That first year where it was just me and Bilal. So, um, and I would, uh, I would just get, I would be um, wildly drunk, uh, just alone in the kitchen, (laughs) um, like watching a, uh, uh, a Seth Fabregas, like best of compilation set to uh, Fix You by Coldplay. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else made it. Oh, I didn't make that's it. Dark. <laughs> it was it was incredibly wistful. Um, that or um, also, uh, I always uh, I I always say the worst thing uh, about me is that I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't like to talk about. I never. Whenever people, uh, I I specifically go out of my way to not mention what football team I like. Um, but I think when uh, when when Romo dropped that snap. Only because I kind of knew then how bad it, I'm like, well, this is forever. Yeah. And it was. Was that that Eagles game? Um, no. The, it was that the, Eagles game where they got romped? No, the, the one against, uh, the, the, one against the, the Seahawks. The, fam- the drops on the field goal. The field goal that yeah, they would have won. And, then, and, that, and I said it before it happened. I was watching with, with, uh, with, with our friend Jesse. And I go, this is where you drop a snap or something. And then it happened, and he, he's an Eagles fan, and he looked at me and he screamed, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> and uh, and and I was just like, "Yeah, this is this is going to be bad. Like the reaction to this is going to be really bad." And it was, and it never left Tony Romo his entire career. And now he's uh, and now he's everybody's favorite uncle over on CBS. Yeah. But uh, um, ev- just uh, whole career, just. Uh, just a loser. Nice, nice guy that finished last, Tony Romo. <laughs> All right, Coach, sure. the most heartbreaking moment with the team you enjoy. Uh, can I give you two real quick? Yeah, I'll give you number I, two. I, number I did. All right. <laughs> All right, number two, uh, going back on my most exciting moment or happiest moment. Uh, my sophomore year, Tech was playing against JMU, which is like a, I don't know, Division 2A uh, school in Virginia, like a rivalry, and they lost. I was at the game and it was raining, and I was just depressing. I don't know. Um, uh, no, no, losing to a dog shit team is depressing. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Uh, and then number one was the Orioles losing to the Royals in the ALCS. I think they got swept 4-0, and it, I don't know, just sucked. Losing to small ball like that, you know. Yeah, no, the the playoff sweep is – it holds a special – because after game two, it starts to feel a bit inevitable, but you have to yeah. watch game three because it's pivotal, and then after game three, it's just, just sad. Yeah, yeah, that's um, – I, I mean, yeah, it's it's happened in baseball once where a team came back. I think it's – in hockey, you feel like you got a shot. I think like four teams have come back from 3-0 in hockey, but um, that has it ever happened in basketball? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and, and still just 2004 for the, uh, the Red Sox and baseball. Thing. But um, well, because the Mavericks came back from three one that one year. Was it the Mavericks? Or no, the Cavs. In the, the Cavs finals came, went three yeah. one. Yeah, well, I think that was it. I asked for most heartbreaking, but I gave my most embarrassing. But the next in question, the next question is, what is the most embarrassing you've ever been about sports? And that was mine. My 49ers Super Bowl party was the most embarrassing. Most heartbreaking is probably the same game. Yeah, and these questions could probably be combined in the future. Now we know. 
Praxis. There, there you go. Huh. I don't think that's Praxis. I think you're misusing that word. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I <laughs> just like to say it from time to time. There you go. Yeah. This is uh, these questions are socialism to me. <laughs> Have you ever been just totally exhausting and annoying about sports? Oh me? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I was definitely like annoying when I was watching the Phillies in the playoffs during their runs, like after yeah. the World Series specifically, because I was kind of like the first one where you, or like I guess it was seven counted two, but like after 08 specifically, I was like a ball of nerves that just like would pace around, and it was so annoying. I think when maybe when I was younger, I don't know. Uh, most embarrassing. I, I, I can think of embarrassed be like playing sports, but uh, I'm having a tough time thinking of when I was like a fan of it. Oh, I, I was know. definitely embarrassed. To this day, I'm embarrassing playing sports. Yeah, no one sure. likes playing anything with me. It's not. It's a nightmare. I don't know. I think maybe. It's, I don't know. I remember in high school, like uh, we had like I didn't play on the football team we had this huge rivalry game at mt bank stadium every year and just being a piece of shit kid about it you know just like i don't know talking shit about high school football or something to make yourself feel better was pretty embarrassing looking back (laughs) yeah it's um yeah i think well uh, any like sort of high school rivalries because if you end up just like talking shit about the next town over and most of the time the insults that are leveled at them are all stuff that could easily be said right back absolutely yeah (laughs) like like our big rival was florence and like if we called them white trash like we were absolutely white trash as well like there's there's no (laughs) there's um there there's not that much difference between the two places um, what did I, um, well, I remember in, in sixth grade in field, uh, during field day, uh, when I, uh, my team lost some relay and I spiked a water bottle and it was full of orange Gatorade. So a big like wave, like a sail of, uh, of, uh, of, of orange Gatorade went up and it got everyone's attention and I was yelled at by the, by the, the, the chaperones. Well, all right, good job on the wholesome question, boys. We're going to move into the show proper now. So there we we're go. going to slowly fade out and listen to music. Okay. Coast. Now we're going to need to get active a bit on this uh, Google Doc. Okay, I got it. All up. right, All right. We're, we're just going to start with that very first link, that Facebook link. All right. Uh, all <laughs> right. So we're going to start with Verified Media, and Verified Media is we're going to start with Verified Media. Verified Media is posts from people verified on Twitter. The general idea being they should be a little better than this, and they're not. And the check mark doesn't mean shit because their opinions are trash. That's right. And we're going to start on this Facebook post first. And I just – I'm really specifically interested in Mike's reaction to this this old man ball boy. (laughs) You ready? uh, Just immediately looking at him. I love him. All right. I clicked it. And the one-two. There he goes. Shot on the ground. Foul. Here's Don Rohde. Oh, took a bad hop. (laughs) (laughs) Think he's going to get there? Yep. Oh, yeah. 
So how does the uh, this is very Benny Hill? How does the assembly feel about the 85 year old San Francisco Giants ball boy that took about four minutes to get a foul ball? Uh, all right. Do you think this makes seniors look better or worse? I think at some point uh, you got to realize that your time has come, and you got to uh, you got to sort of um, let that uh, uh, you got to abdicate your uh your throne and uh let it go to the actual ball boy i think when i think when you become a ball man <laughs> i think uh, i th- i think it's uh, I, I think it's somebody else's job well i think they usually just like grab high school softball players to stand down there i don't know i i, I like this you like this i think I- if this is this is like a senior program where if it, as long as it's not this guy every single day, if they rotate out a bunch of different seniors from around the area to do this, I'm loving it. That's, that's a good that's point thing. because, like, uh, I love to see the seniors involved. Like when, um, uh, if um, uh, if you're watching on League Pass, which uh, neither of us pay for, but we'll sometimes pirate, uh, and you'll get to see like when uh, I know that Houston does it. I think a few other places do where they just have like the uh, the, the senior dance teams come out. That's good. That, that's good every time. Yeah. This is not good. I don't like this. Well, hmm. I don't. I don't care for this. It's not that funny. It, maybe him if, running is funny. Maybe if they went out there and said like in the fourth inning we're gonna have whatever the fuck his name is, but like rate of play, like god damn it. I I was just <laughs> about. I was. I was I was gonna I was just about to uh, I was gonna get out ahead of that and say if you say pace of play, <laughs> I'd like to quote as many hat comedies as I can to Mike. <laughs> I just I, it's Anchorman three straight weeks and I just went for what is pay, rate of play? What is that from? Um, no, I thought you were just I, I thought you were just sort of uh, channeling uh, Rob Manfred. No, rate of play is from a, a hat comedy from like two thousand seven. Oh. I think it was it might have been Wedding Crashers. It wasn't. A- I thought it was from that golf movie, maybe. I, or I Love no. You, Man? I don't know. I, it, Tin Cup. It was not Tim, Tim Cup. Tim Cup. Timothy Cup. That'd be a good nickname for somebody. No, it was I Love You, Man. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. Little did uh, I stand corrected. Any uh, any any thoughts to sew this one up, or you want to move on? I think, I think the old man is good. Um, I do think that it would wear on me over the course of a 162 game season and him that's true yeah. he can't do this every day oh, the the elderly as well they um they 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 can't stay up that late yeah i hope this was a day game all right our next post is from clay travis uh in quotes nick bosa announced that he is Deleted all of his pro-Trump tweets because he expects to be drafted by the 49ers. It's a crazy world we live in where athletes are forced to distance themselves from POTUS in order to be drafted in the NFL. How are we feeling about that? Should players delete their (sighs) – not even Trump, their political tweets at large? Uh, For a quiet life, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Just have a burner. Don't do it like Kevin Durant did, but have a burner. Yeah, I mean I guess it just just depends like – if they don't want the heat, then yeah, that's the right thing to do. But if they want to be a Trevor Bauer, is that right? That's it's Trevor Bauer yep. that just loves. Yeah, yeah. They want to be that guy. I don't, I don't see the angle on deleting your tweets. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is. Um, I, I said this about Gronk, but it's definitely true of Trevor Bauer as well. And, and Trevor Bauer is more likely to become a Fox News contributor. 
Um, he's younger than me, I think. And, oh, certainly. He's like 25. Yeah, and Trevor Bauer is going to be around for the rest of my life. I'm never going yep. to be rid of Trevor Bauer. We'll see. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, agree with yeah. I think he's a fucking jackass, and he's going to say something. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to go like full John Rocker. I mean, well, and also you. No, can't, I do. But even if he did, like, there's there's no bottom anymore. There's a market now. Yeah, you're there's, right. That's uh, true. Like, um, uh, I, I was talking about this with my my friend the other day. He was talking about uh, we were talking about the comedian Nick DiPaolo. Okay. And and uh, he said he's just like even he's getting like I'm like yeah he used to be everyone's like he was just like a good comic but it was just like yeah he's a Republican but you know, he's a good comedian and now it's just like he just like why tell jokes like you don't have to tell jokes anymore you can just go and just give your opinions and like having even the slightest bit of fame means that like they're desperate for uh, whatever uh, uh, racist guy no, I, I don't know about anything Nick DiPaolo said specifically I'm not calling Nick DiPaolo a racist uh, I don't really care doesn't but i'm just uh but like if trevor bauer wants to be very racist like there's i'm, I'm sure i'm, I'm there, there people will donate to his patreon if patreon Absolutely. doesn't kick him off i guess they're they're they they are sort of uh, uh closing some doors <laughs> i also think that like if you're out there and you're tweeting about i want lower taxes keep that but if you're saying that, like, yeah, no, these kids should be separated. Like, they shouldn't come here. They should be separated. And who cares if they get lost? Yeah, I see you wanting. So I'm more interested in what was deleted. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I think I think as an athlete, you know which is too far. And I think there were some stuff that were some things that Bosa said that were a little uh, over the line, at least in as a sports, you know, player. I, I hope he realizes also they're not gone. Yeah, they're they're all screenshotted. Yeah. Uh, all of uh, Mitch Trubisky's uh, "I love titties" tweet uh, lives God, on forever. That's so fucking funny. And you know what? It should. That's it's a shit. I wouldn't. I would not advise him to delete that. Uh, Yo, so you like titties? I, like, what's the big, the big deal? Uh, man? I guess as the face of the Chicago Bears, <laughs> uh, you have a responsibility to like that. That that's the thing, and like. You know, uh, from a from a labor rights perspective, I would I would say do whatever you want. But I also I completely understand why, you know, you, I, I think at that level, you do have a bit more of an obligation to your employer when you're at, when you're that legitimately famous. I think I think they're allowed to say, like, do not do not embarrass us <laughs> under no circumstances. Yeah. Like a lot of other people's livelihood depends on this, too. This is it's not just you. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, like, who are the, like, politically active athletes who, like, sort of get away with, like, uh, like I mean, like, Sean Doolittle, he... Um, yeah, but there's nothing to get away with. Yeah, well, I, I, I he's yeah. not, yeah, it's not like him, uh, but it, he's he's generally right about everything, but, um, but, like, just he does, nice. But he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't catch that much shit for that. Um, no, but, like... Alex Bregman, like, didn't get, uh, didn't get yelled at that much for his anti-Trump stuff. No, I think just generally what most people want nowadays on both sides of the aisle is just everybody to shut the fuck up. Like, unless you're, like, fervent, just, like, I think most people just want their athletes to be quiet about everything. Just, like, we don't need to hear your opinions at all. I think that's how the average sports fan feels, honestly, yeah. I see that a lot in comments, at least. I see that a ton in comments. I do, by the way, get Bleach Report notifications, and I read the comments, so... Oh. Brendan's working harder on this show than I am because of that specifically. Also, um, I also don't know how to make jokes. That's why I work harder. 
That's, I don't know what the fuck a joke is. There, you know what? That's fair. Now, uh, also, before we started the show, we, we started to talk about Clay Travis, and then you told me to stop talking about Clay Travis and save her for the show. So I'll say what I was going to say. Go ahead. Uh, I said we don't bring up Clay Travis that often because he is, uh, while he's wrong and annoying and sucks, he does it in a very predictable way that I don't find interesting. He does, uh, uh, it's, the, it's the, the equivalent of like people replying, like, go back to the kitchen on like a, like a WNBA highlight. Okay. It's it's just like yeah, great. It just like oh, I can't. Clay Travis uh, says that it's unbelievable that uh, players can't support Trump. It's just like yeah, of course you do. Like, um, the Is, best. The uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was good. The, the the best thing involving Clay Travis is still um, when he. Uh, said that LeBron faked that um, uh, racist graffiti on his house. And then like a couple oh, of, and then, and then a couple days later, um, Clay Travis's car got broken into and, um, and the, and all like a bunch <laughs> of shit got stolen out of it. And people just kept telling him to prove it. <laughs> that, like, that was, that, that ruled. Um, I was going to ask, is Clay Travis the guy that made like the game facts posts about nine 11 or is that someone else? Does that ring a bell to you guys? No, if it is that kicks ass. Game fact. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, yeah, the the fam- like this is dedicated to all the the, yeah. the fire. Yeah. It's it's some facts with a Q, Brendan. <laughs> oh, FAQ. Okay. I don't know. I, I googled and I didn't get anything, so maybe I'm wrong. But, but... yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That um, I, I have not been incredibly yeah. in line for as long as you two. Yeah. Have. After after the show, th- this gets brought up. Um, I think on Go Off Kings, I think it's like a, a thing that uh, that the like Nightbot will post from time to time. Like, I, I think there's a is there like a short is there a thing that to make it come up in the comments? There might be. Uh, I don't know. I, I saw it a long time ago, and it's just I can't remember who wrote it, but it's some like conservative like sports writer, and I can't remember their name. Damn. All right, yeah, I got, all right. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta find out. I I didn't know that they were related at all. I thought that was just something. My brawl broke. All right. Oh, there we go. All right. So, hang on. Brennan started playing a video, but then checked on the Wi-Fi again. Yeah. <laughs> the call might drop if you switch these. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right, you want to watch some uh, some people get fucking maced, Coast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> all right between the players and coaching right. staff after Atletico Goianiense beat Villanova 1-0 but just look at how the police had to respond here in the end they came onto the pitch and used uh, pepper spray to break up the fighting oh my god you can see the effect it had on the players and uh, club photographer had to be carried on a stretcher into an ambulance but, yeah. <laughs> like I, I know it's it's <laughs> All right, so for it you is, at home to it explain, is, it is horrible. Like, cause, especially because it's the club of photographer, but like it is, everyone's pain is kind of funny. To, but. Sorry, to, before we get too far into it, we just watched a clip where there was a fight between two Brazilian uh, soccer teams, and uh, they were all maced by the security. Everybody around, they maced twenty players easy on this. And then they stretched out a photographer because he couldn't pull it back together. That well, he I think he had his leg broken. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He he his, his leg was in a like a compression brace. Now um, there, there's also uh, I mean I, I think that um, in South America they're just quick to react this way, just because of like the the history of uh, 
just insane shit. Like during uh, uh, Arsenal played um, Watford today, and uh, Lucas Torreira uh, was on the end of a of a late challenge from uh, one of the the Watford players, and uh, Martin Tyler speaking in great generalities just goes, uh, he's just like he's South American. He won't be bothered by the alehouse moments. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> like, he's used to this. He's from Uruguay. He's been he's been kicked harder than that. Yeah, I've seen some crazy videos of like Mexican, South American, etc. Like soccer matches. It's yeah, it's a whole different thing down there, man. Well, th- there was. Um, I would love to go to one of the games, you know. Oh yeah, it would. Uh, I'm I'm sure it kicks ass because the atmosphere, like uh, the, the the threat of uh, of like uh, of something wild happening. Like must add to it in a way. Um, I'm sure you just want it. Yeah. You, I'm sure you only want like two percent of that. Like that's probably enough. Like you don't want to yeah. actually fear for your safety. Um, but sure. like, but um, a couple months back, when um, uh, Boca Juniors and River Plate uh, ended up playing against each other in the uh, Copa Libertadores final, um, that's uh, uh, when. So you know, basically the the South American Champions League. You know, they they ended up playing the the two biggest rivals, and the fear of losing absolutely like uh, you know so superseded uh, the any joy of victory. So um, I, I can't remember which set of fans it was like attacked the other team's bus, and like one like players got glass in their eyes. Like they had to they they had to postpone it for a couple of days, and like and yeah, no one no one could handle the idea of losing. Um, but I, I, there was also going to be a radio broadcast that was going to be done, um, calmly for people with heart problems. <laughs> that, oh. that, that, that is true. That you know? is so good. <laughs> I really like that. I think we might need that for, uh, sports here in the United States, honestly. So I'm sure some NFL fans would appreciate that. Oh, that Steelers fan who threatened to kill himself, um... Oh, that's a dismal tide all timer. That guy. I'm will, gonna kill we gotta get that guy. You think we can get that guy on? I'm gonna drop that clip in again for the second time. Dishes, nothing. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I don't. I don't know about the Steelers fan. That sounds exactly like a Ravens fan that that I've seen a YouTube video of. So they, it was like it was, it was. This. It was after the AFC Championship game when the uh, Steelers lost to the Jaguars. Uh, okay, or not AFC Championship. It was the uh, I guess. Divisional uh, round when the Steelers lost to the Jaguars, who went on to lose to the Patriots. You're gonna find me dead! I'm gonna kill myself! I'm gonna be hanging from the bathroom! Don't ask me to do nothing! This is nothing! I'm gonna kill myself. But um, his first thought after the Steelers lost was first he was gonna kill himself, and then that he was gonna leverage this to get out of doing chores at home. He's like, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, okay. I'm not doing nothing. Uh, dishes, fucking nothing. <laughs> but it's definitely getting dropped. In you're gonna find me hanging from the bathroom. <laughs> he rules. I love it. I love that. So that would be his answer to the uh, the wholesome. Qu- and then, or, or, or I mean, he, was, he was yelling into the kitchen. 
Well, I guess that's where his wife or girlfriend was. So it was just like his buddy or somebody else. And there's somebody who was laughing at him was filming this. Someone, someone knew him well enough to know this would happen. I started talking about uh, the mm-hmm. guy's wife. But anyway. No, we're good. Um, yeah, they're in, in – for the world of um, uh, the, the, the incel community who talk about how society uh-huh. has made it so that women aren't available for them. Like this screaming Steelers fan has found a wife and oh, you've got no excuse. Just like you can't say you can't say that feminism has kept you from getting a, a wife or girlfriend when uh, the extremely the, the completely insane Steelers fan who uh, uses Steelers losses as threats to kill himself mostly to, to get, get out of to get, mostly to get out of dishes. Like if that guy, like, yeah. and that's not, <laughs> I, uh, the, I maybe that's a it's a more loaded question. Could uh, be could be just. A, I'm gonna go ahead and call that a bad relationship. Just a yeah. No. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Our next post is from Chris Creamer. And it, Creamer? That's what it says right there. At I'm going to go ahead and say he pronounces it Kramer, but you're definitely right. It's spelled Creamer. I'm gonna, I think he says Creamer. Personally. Yeah. All right. yeah. Uh, the tweet says, it's hangover night for the Daytona Tortugas. Here's our take on the baby Carlos promotional jerseys. We got a bright green jersey with little baby Carlos strapped right to the front. I've got one that's the tweet, but uh, that's what it looked like when they wore it. How you guys feeling? Was this necessary? I'll, I'll step out in front here. I, I hate it. I mean, I like uh, minor league teams, you know, getting fancy, getting a little bit, like, unique. But I don't like this one at all. This is particularly gross and bad. Minor league baseball is such a relentless, just torrent of indignities. Just like you got to live with, you got there's there's no money. You have to live with a host family, and then you got to wear the hangover themed jersey, and it's just fucking brutal. It's just one shitstorm after another. I I look, and I just realized. Go ahead. No, uh, no, sorry. Oh, I was saying like I just realized the uh, Chris Kramer guy, uh, his at is sports logo net. Which uh, I'm gonna have to check that out later to see what he's all about. Sports logo net. Oh, that's just yeah. review logo, I guess. Just my man just loves some. He loves a logo. Loves a good. Loves a logo. Well, who's the guy? Um, I, I forget yeah. his name now. There's ESPN had the uh, the guy who did a, did Uni Watch on page two for a while. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah, it uh, it was good. So I used this promotion to, and I tried to look up some other promotions that I really enjoyed. Uh, and the one I found, the the one new promotion that I found that I liked a lot is uh, the Pawtucket Red Sox are doing a Jennifer Lopez, Alex Rodriguez engagement night. Uh, fans wearing Bronson Arroyo, who had a ball slapped from his hand by A-Rod during the 2004 ALCS, or a Jason Veritek jersey, who slapped the taste out of <laughs> A-Rod's mouth that July. I'm reading directly from my article right now. Uh, jersey, those, if you wear those jerseys, you will be admitted free, as will children, uh, 12 or under with those people. Uh, Tomo Oka, is that how you say that? Uh, Tomo Oka, yeah. Tomo Oka, uh, jerseys will also be, it will also earn gratis tickets. He threw the first perfect game in Paw Sox history. No one ago. has a Tomo Oka jersey. Nobody does. One. Any fan named Jennifer with valid Rhode Island state, uh, identification will be admitted free. Tebow, scheduled to be in town with opposing Syracuse, will uh, walk up to Mariah Carey's greatest hits for the duration of the series at McCoy Stadium as a salute to one of J-Lo's greatest rivals. And the team's official jewelry store will be on hand to inspect fans' wedding rings so that nobody is fooled by the rocks that our Paw Sox fans got. Come on. 
In addition, Ben Affleck was invited to throw out the first pitch. You think he's going to do it? I, I think it's already over, and I think he already did not. This, um... Better or worse than Carlos? This is much, much worse. I disagree, by the way. I 100% agree. I agree. This, Go this ahead. Is, this Why is, do you disagree? This is the bottom, dude. The, the, like, this... For, like, all right, say what you will about both Jennifer Lopez or Alex Rodriguez. More so Alex Rodriguez. He's he's more loathsome than she is. Sure, no, she, no, Nothing she's ever done has been for me. Um, so I, I don't really um, – that's that, that's what maturity has brought me, by the way. <laughs> I think rather than being really mad at Jennifer Lopez uh, because I don't like what she does, I just go, don't, not for me. Don't care. And, uh, but <laughs> um, But – a-Rod, sure. Uh, hate, hate him all you want for, for all the many valid reasons. But, like, to dedicate a three-game series to, like, shitting on an engagement of two people you've never met um, fe- uh, feels extremely petty, even by minor league baseball standards. Um, you've also... there. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's quite a lot of Jason Veritek jerseys out there. Nobody is uh, if Tomo Oka, uh, and maybe some guy has a Bronson Royo jersey, and if he does, good for him. It's like how Gallo has that Bobby Hoying jersey; like that's good. But yeah, the, uh, so the, they were going to have to let almost nobody in for free. What? Well, and they're what? What's there's people inspecting the, the jewelry? Like everything's a bit for what? Everything's a bit. What well, do they, what do they well, hope to learn? The big, well, because the big thing was how big the ring that A Rod gave her was. It was enormous. Mm. He got paid like six hundred million dollars, and in she his also had the line that said, "Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got." So they said it in the fucking thing. Do I have to read it again for you? Fucking. But goddamn why would anyone so be that nobody by the- is fooled by the rocks that our Paw Sox fans got? It's all in the text. Here. If anything, this would only serve to like upset the woman at the man, like for, it would be for so potentially funny getting her a fake call. diamond, something like that. <laughs> Just we're not going. Oh, yeah. to Just do dollar dog night. Just that's not good enough for minor league baseball because <laughs> you still don't want to go. I feel like that they take a bath on dollar dog night. Probably. Uh, at the top well, of this you article hope, you somewhere, hope, you hope to make it up in volume. The the top of the article somewhere it said yeah. that the uh, the Paw Sox uh, had under six thousand fans for the first time in their history, so they're really pulling out all the uh, stops. That's a pretty good record to have. Only six thousand for a minor league team. That sounds yeah. That sounds decent. They averaged uh-huh. under six thousand. Yeah. Oh, oh, averaged under. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, like they're. It, but they're 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 you know they're, it's not that far from Boston you know people are probably just and and you know yeah people are just watching Red Sox games I guess that is the appeal of having a minor league team sort of far away from you is that you can actually sell tickets yeah yeah if everything's within an hour like I'm just gonna go to fucking Fenway yeah a lot of people in Syracuse probably uh, are Toronto fans but if you want to go actually watch baseball uh, you, you'll go out to watch the Mets AAA team now. All right, we got two Tiger tweets next. The first one says, Tiger's a lot like America. He's awful. He's awesome. He's got addictions. He's thrilled us, embarrassed us. He's lied. He's cheated. He's the best ever, and he's all of ours. I'm sorry. And he's all of ours whether we like it or not. There was little faith he could be fixed, but there was faith. 
And it worked. And the second, that tweet was by at Darren Sands. This tweet is at Bobby Big Wheel. There's never been a better time to be an aging sex freak. And that, that's the one that steals the show for me. Uh, Who are other aging sex freaks that have had it very good lately? The Cheeto in charge. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's, that's, that's tippy top. That's number one. Indis- yeah, Donald Trump indisputably, only because he's untouchable. Um, Roy Moore. Roy Moore didn't have a good. He had it great. By the way, the Sixers have gone up by quite a lot. Yeah, I, the Sixers went on a, a twenty-two to two run to open the third quarter. So now this is uh, they they they'd, wow. have to, they'd have to really mess it up now. They're not a fourth quarter team. I say in a way uh, I, I say in a way that suggests that uh, I expect it to fall apart. I have no dog in this. I don't give a shit. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Aging the, sex uh, freaks. Aging sex freaks. Uh, Matt, yeah, your, your favorite aging sex the, freak. Go. Well, Bill O'Reilly, right? Like, uh, <laughs> he, he's made out okay, right? After getting kicked off Fox. He's. I, I'm I mean, sure. Yeah, he got he, he got paid out, but I think um, for him, it must hurt that he doesn't have his show anymore. Like he's got to feel like uh, his power yeah. was taken away. That's a good point, yeah. No, yeah, he got owned a bit. So, like, he's, uh... Yeah, yeah he's got he's all just, the money in the world he's, anyway. Yeah, he's just doing, like, without the, you know, uh, without having the... Joe Biden. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think things are going great for Joe Biden either. He's still polling second, and he hasn't even announced. I don't, do you think he's going to i do i mean there's plenty of time yeah it's fun it's just because he's got so that many name other... recognition he doesn't need to to build up for six months before everybody else like Buttigieg. I, I don't know i i i think it's um well to hear my incredibly normie family talk about it biden is what they want it's what they want that's true. They, he does have a lot of appeal among people um, who are roughly sixty. Yeah, he, uh, he, you know, sanity back. That's what I said last week. I just want sanity back in politics. That's what, just an open dialogue. That's not true at all. I don't want. I genuinely want to spend eight years crushing someone. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't. I'm not interested in fair or balanced anymore. I just some, want to smush someone under my heel. Some, for some a few real, years. some real cycle of abuse stuff. And I'm yeah. just, yeah. I'm, I'm here to inflict pain. Uh, I, uh, Brendan, I gotta say, uh, luckily, uh, I don't think that a particular thing is gonna play well. No, I understand the base instinct, and um, and I think your heart's in the right place. Thank you. Um, but uh, but I don't think that uh, I don't think that's winning hearts and minds. I gotta tell you. Uh, anything to add before we move on, Coast? Uh, I just want to say that I, I'm glad that Tiger won. Yeah, I think he's a great golfer, but I, I don't understand the, the kind of narrative that I've been seeing of the greatest comeback in sports. Like, people are saying he would have lost, you know, the skill, like, the talent he had at golf. You know, he's getting older, but golf is kind of forgiving until you get oh, like, way older, don't you think? Yeah, until you my, lose my like, line here. Um, until you lose like your sort of you know flexibility and I I, I guess in, like any sort of strength. Um, I I I mean, forty three is not an outrageous age to still be competing uh, at, at 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 a really high level in golf. 
I no, um, that's kind of why I always thought like I, I maybe I wasn't quite as vocal as I should have been about it. But like anybody who asked, I always thought Tiger was going to get another. He's just too talented. Yeah. See, now he's just like as soon as his back feels better, and he could not golf for five years, but he still got that talent. I do agree that you fucked up there. You really should have. Uh, you should have been louder about that because there was no. Uh, consequences if you weren't, but like you would really get to brag about it now if you were uh, if you had said it the whole time. And I, I yeah, that's true. Now our friend, uh, friend of the show, uh, other Mike, uh, placed a fifty dollar bet at uh, plus fourteen hundred on Tiger Woods to win the Masters, so he won seven fifty on that. Ooh, and that was uh that was a good bet because I kind of felt like he was going to win the Masters too, and I'm very mad that I didn't think to bet it. Yeah, New Jersey has sports betting now, so every time that I'm uh, home for the weekend oh. at my at my parents' house, I I place a lot. Of, I I try to do a lot of parlays, and I always just miss. Um, it's it's always low. St- uh, it's very low stakes, but it's really annoying to like um, miss out uh, by one run. <laughs> on a bunch of baseball bets that would win you like $40 off a $3 bet. Brendan never wants to hear about my bad beat stories because he gambles a lot more than me and he's uh he's heard them all. But it's um where, it, where, it, it's new to me. Where do you go to place sports bets? You go to just go to like a casino or something? No, they have uh, well like you can play sports bets on DraftKings now. Yeah, oh, online. yeah, like all yeah. of um, yeah, it it um, the the ads are are all over. Uh, it, it, New Jersey is like England now, where basically the the entire all <laughs> advertising is about sports gambling. Um, like when actually the the right after it got legalized, um, I went to Asbury Park to uh, 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 to go see a show there, and um, there was a plane flying over the beach telling you to uh, download the DraftKings sports book. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you can also go to That's like great. the major casinos and places. Yeah, you, yeah, you can go to the casinos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, a bunch of other things. Yeah, I have uh, sports books that like you have to turn on your location. Um, like I don't know if I can place a bet. Yeah, uh, and then come back to New York um, and have it work. I think you can. I think once it's placed, I think you're good. And then yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you come back over. You just take the path. Yeah. I could just go down to Lower Manhattan. I could take the path train to Jersey City, place my sports bet, and then uh, bets, and then just come back. I'd be lying to you if I if I told you I didn't think about doing that. Just like I'm gonna go hop into Starbucks and play an online poker tournament. Fair enough. Um, I, I think sports gambling uh, seems like it it should be legal and could be a lot of fun. Um, it will almost certainly destroy a lot of lives. Um, uh, legalize but, it and then but, get those people help just like drugs yeah uh 1-800-GAMBLER alright our next well yeah, uh, yeah. Coast, anything to add before we move on no I'm good alright we got <laughs> we got two tweets from Tom Sharpling coming the first one says I hope every Lakers fan enjoys watching D'Angelo Russell take the Nets to the playoffs and the next one says the NBA playoffs it's like March Madness but with basketball players uh Tom rules uh, both of those tweets I enjoy a great deal um, cause the Lakers should feel bad. Uh, I know that he probably loses about half the best show audience when he goes on and on about basketball, but I always like his opinions about it. Um, and the one thing I always quote of his is when, um, uh, when he talks about the NCAA tournament and, or, or just college basketball in general and refers to it as children's <laughs> basketball. Yeah. I'm not familiar completely with the, the best show, but, um, I hear that sentiment a lot. So, 
I can see why you would uh, alienate a lot of people with that. I, um, I, I've, I've always sort of, um, uh, felt that way as well for as, as exciting as, um, the tournament can be and everything just, it, it, you, you can go just minutes on end where no one's hitting shots <laughs> and, and I know that, uh, quality of quality of play is not, uh, it, it doesn't you know there are there are still boring nba games but there there's stuff that you watch yeah. at like college level where it it's all just unacceptable it's the thing that i say about like a oh i go ahead oh, sorry Brent, brendan also just walked back in the room as well um but he had to he had, he had to run out to go to the toilet but he's returned so I can keep these these pipes nice and moist for the show, but you I know what? I don't like that one bit. <laughs> no, the pipes are moist. The wettest pipes. But you know what? Every time, every once in a while, it makes you gotta go to the bathroom. You know, it's the price we pay. Okay. Well, I think in the context of talking about the uh, the toilet, you saying moist pipes. Um, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So um, no, the uh, uh, oh yeah, quality of play. But I and and. Um, like watching a bunch of other things like I, like I still love MLS even though that's uh obviously bad. No one can defend just con- So yeah, you brought that up to me where where you're just like, "Yeah, I'm not even pretending about March Madness anymore. I don't give a shit." It's, uh, it's subpar. And while you're correct, it's just like, "Yeah, MLS." Uh I for one, I like college basketball. I don't watch it in the regular season, but I love March Madness. Well, the tournament's fun, and you only have to pay attention for a couple of weeks, and uh, you're you're seeing the best players that there are, with rare exceptions. When Markel Fultz didn't make the tournament, but was he actually that good? Hard to say. Ben Simmons as well did not make the tournament. Well, there you go. Well, he went, went to LSU. I got a take on this. I, <laughs> I agree. I am not a fan of college basketball anymore. I used to be a huge fan, uh, but. Uh, I don't know if it's part just I've watched more NBA and I'm just like, wow, this is just so much better on average. Uh, And also my dad is like the opposite. He's like, oh, college basketball is so much better. The players are playing for, you know, the love of the game, not the money kind of thing. You know, the reactionary kind of mindset. That's a a dad opinion, though. That's how he should feel. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hope I never turned into that, honestly. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to our next segment of the show. Well, my I, I just wanted to say, uh, my, my grandfather will also say things like that. He's just like, I'll watch if they got uh, high school baseball on. I'll watch it. And just like, no, you will not. You don't watch. You don't like. You don't watch yeah, baseball yeah, right. at all. Like you don't care. <laughs> well, if we're talking about dad opinions, yeah. my dad's opinion on every sport was uh, ways to make it all more violent. He said, "I think that the direct quote from him one time: metal cleats in the NFL, brass knuckles." Well, your dad was also one of those okay. uh, uh, Kill Bin Laden at the Super Bowl halftime show uh, guys, right? <laughs> my dad, my <laughs> my dad's <laughs> yeah, his is uh, what he wanted to see happen the most was for us to catch Bin Laden, and then I remember him saying this shortly after nine eleven, uh, tie him to a post uh, at the World Trade Center and just let every firefighter take one shot at him, which would take a long time. But it wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah. be able to do it. And like, and also, he at, the, he was aggrieved. All right. At, at some point, it just becomes even if uh, uh, even if you're pretty anti Bin Laden, which I suspect most people are. At, at some point, it becomes. <laughs> it, 
I want to make becomes, it clear that the dismal tide is anti Bin Laden. It becomes gratuitous. I don't know. He's uh, uh, still he's alive in our hearts. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, you you can't you can't make that interesting no matter what you think of uh, Maroon Five. You know. But what about the families? They'd find it interesting. Um, Imagine just like getting up there and you're the, the third. You're the thirty seventh firefighter, and he's just dangling yeah, there, just, limp. You just got to hit not, this wet sock he's, as he's, hard as he's you already, can. He's already dead. Like, <laughs> and at some point, I think I, I think there would be some discussion in the line where they would just say, "Like, do we really need to do this?" Just like his, it's just a, it's just pulp now. Just like if any, it's gonna ruin my clothes. If I, I don't want to touch this. It's just gross now. Now we're going to Athletes Online. I'm cut my hands on his teeth. Athletes Online, that segment of the show where as long as an athlete is not incredibly horny, he makes it to this. Because we got a separate segment There's a whole different category for that. Uh, Being horny online is incredibly funny. Just being a dumb athlete online, that's something different. Actually, most of the time these guys make athletes online, it's because they said something decent. That's true. Not always. Not always. Well, go on. Read them. We'll see. Well, as we know. I'll be the judge of this. As we know, Magic Johnson quit from the L.A. Lakers. Uh, in order to be able to, uh, I don't know, he basically said that he was tired of not being able to have opinions and being able to like publicly congratulate people. He specifically brought up Russell Westbrook's 2020-20 game, and he was upset that he couldn't congratulate him publicly because it would have been recruiting. So in his first tweet back, he said, I've had a great Saturday watching NBA playoff games. The Nets shocked the Sixers, and the Magic did the same to the Raptors. Golden State played like champs today. And I just wanted to say from the dismal side, welcome back, Magic. This is what we've missed. This is what we missed. It, like, what would we have done without this? I, oh, yeah. I mean, I love, I love that he's back on Twitter. I love the way he left the Lakers. It was very uh, like Bob Ursay-esque kind of thing to go back to the Baltimore uh, yeah, he's just gone. idea. You know, he just, he just, he makes, he gets, well, he announces it, and he doesn't tell the, I guess, the owner of the Lakers. He goes on a press conference where he he looks like he was drunk, you know, and just says it's because that's he wants way, to be able to tweet, and et cetera. That's the way to quit, is to just be sort of drunk and yeah. just like, I didn't tell Genie Bus. What are you going to do? That uh, was, like, exactly yeah. the face he was yeah. making, too. Yeah. That was exactly the context. Yeah, yeah. it was... Yeah, he was uh that that was a guy who was just happy to not be there anymore. Like that's you you, you were there was no there was no keeping him down. Like he that was a, a guy who clearly hated his job. And now you you make fun of all his boring tweets you want, but like you he, I think he I think he really hated the job. Because otherwise like why would you step away from from all this? It's a, it is a fucking hard job. Though. It's a hard it's job, a, it, and you know what? Honestly, oh, yeah. said, and I really haven't heard this. He's just not that fucking good at it. Yeah, that's that's another thing. 
Like, why? Why? Yeah. Well, he's going to go back on NBA. What is it? The TNT show now, I imagine. Yeah, he's just uh, yeah. he, he'll, he'll go back to um, yeah, doing halftime analysis, and and uh, Michael Wilbon will uh, call him Irvin, and he'll be the only one to do that. And um, it, he, <laughs> if he had like some really uh, 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 what kind of what what sort of tweets would you like to see from Magic Johnson? Assuming that like you know he wouldn't just have some like purposefully uh incendiary like sort of skip bayless material like if if you quit your job so you could tweet more like what what are the sort of things that you would want to be able to get away with saying about the nba i'm gonna use a lot of swears first and foremost a lot of swear words it would be funny if he said all this if if just like I had a great fucking Saturday watching the fucking NBA playoff games like the the way the way that like um uh uh the, the way that like um Fred Durst would probably like address an audience this is the real the, motherfucking is, deal yeah. y'all I don't know. I can't imagine myself as like uh, that big of a figure, being able to tweet whatever I want. I can't. That's I don't a, know. That's another thing. I've never been held back in any way. Like there's been, there's been nothing yeah. that's ever stopped me from saying whatever I was going to say anyway. There was also like a except for like you know decency and all that. There was also like a, a side of this that was just like uh, I don't remember where I saw this from, so I'm just going to pretend it's my own opinion. Yep. Um, that's the way <laughs> that's the dismal tide way um where it was just like this guy has been among the most famous people in our country not like a list but like everybody knows who mag magic johnson is and they magic, have for magic, some time uh, magic counts as a list a list okay and he just like he's been the yeah. mayor of la for 40 years like so to speak where like somebody shows up and he can just go get dinner with whoever he wants so like like somebody like I don't know some other GM rolls into town or some like and he just like hey let's go get some dinner and now suddenly it's a TMZ story and it, I'm sure he was very annoyed by that. Oh yeah, if you're like some celeb and you showed up to a later yeah. game and someone's like Magic would like to meet you, you're like yeah uh, absolutely I'd like to meet Magic. Show me where the magic is happening. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> it's uh, him just being like. The, the shackles being off and him just being this boring is is really good. I love it. It's that's that's sort of uh, that, that, there's there's your wholesome content, Brendan. Like this is this is what you're looking for. This is what I want. Yeah, <laughs> just like really glad to see Usain Bolt finally running again. Yeah. You're an inspiration to us all. Thank yeah. you, Usain Bolt. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. <laughs> I could could never say this behind the Lakers wall. I I, I find baseball slightly boring. Thank you, Magic. You're Thank back, you. baby. He's he's setting the table. He's setting the table to say something very racist in the future. <laughs> All right, you want to move on to the, the the great Taylor Hall lottery tweet? Yes, the Taylor. Why don't you read this one? I'm going to show up Brendan's reading abilities. I don't have m many reading abilities. Brendan's, I'm not very good at Brendan's it. functionally illiterate. I just don't know. Yeah. I'm very. I'm bad. This is from uh, from the New Jersey Devils, Taylor Hall at Halsey09. 
We talk about Gretzky's 92 goals or Sittler's 10 points in one game as records that may never be broken. But winning five draft lotteries in your first nine years in the league in two different draft lottery eras, no less, that's a record that will stand forever. And good Taylor Hall wields some sort of magic that allows the Devils to draft this one. I don't know. Uh, I, I No one knows how he does it. Um, he's He's pulling off something that is unprecedented. Uh, but you know what? The the goddamn Devils are going to... Uh, I can't reach it. I was going to change hats. I was going to put the Devils hat on, but I can't reach it. Devils are drafted number one overall. They're going to get Jack Hughes. Uh, is he going to be as good as Connor McDavid? Yes. Um, for the, the, this podcast says yes. Is Connor McDavid really good? Yes. Okay, yeah. Then he is. He's exceptional. He's the best player in the league. <laughs> okay. Is he the lightning guy? No. Who does he play for? Uh, he plays for Edmonton. Do you watch Hockey Coast? Uh, not, not a lot. I was going to say I'm not really steeped in all of the hockey kind of stuff. But I did watch the uh, NHL draft recently, and I was watching it with people who were in on hockey, and it was very cool to see that people get mad uh, at how it went. So <laughs> I'll say that. That's in, On Discord, it was really good uh, watching uh, everybody – uh, complain about the whole thing. I think because uh, because Chicago ended up picking uh, they they it was everyone knew early that they were going to end up in the top three, and I just saw just rigged just everyone and I and uh, I wasn't watching it as it happened. Um, I was just trying to figure it out through Twitter, and I just searched NHL like just looking for whoever was tweeting about it, and all I saw the like hundreds and hundreds of tweets that just said rigged the entire time because Chicago was going to pick in the top three. Um, but it uh, uh, no, it, it kicks ass. Like um, uh, Nico Heischer, uh is is a is a, is a solid player, and uh, he's he's going from strength to strength. But like he is not um, he he's not one of these sort of like generational talents as so far as we know right now. I mean, like he's he's still growing. He's getting better. But like picking number one overall two years ago in that draft is not the same as picking this one, where everyone thinks that Jack Hughes is going to be insane. Like, um, like uh, early on when um, uh, on on a couple episodes of um, uh, or, or it would it would end up getting discussed on on on, on golf kings where where Stefan was saying that like when he was making a big deal about the Canucks um, getting a lottery pick. Uh, because uh, Jack Hughes, he said, like, if you get him, your rebuild's over. Like, it's it's uh, he he's that good. Now, how bad were the Devils without it? Devils were, were they, the, how bad were they this thir- year? Third worst team in hockey. Okay. Was anybody like hurt? Was they were they leaving anything on the table, or they were just bad? Hall was hurt for a big part of the year, um, and uh, he was MVP last year. Uh, but uh, even then, like. Yeah, not not great. There's the, the there were also problems with the you know uh, goalies were uh, getting hurt from time to time. Uh, it was the, they're just not very good. But they extended the GM and the coach, so um, I, I don't know. All it, right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna cut off the hockey talk there. Hockey talk, keep moving. Uh, we have a tweet from Alex Kennedy who says, "If I was a Sixers fan, I'd be all I'd already be frustrated watching this game. Then I see this, I'd be infuriated." And it is obviously the picture of Amir Johnson looking at his cell phone, and Joel Embiid also looking at Amir Johnson's cell phone. To which Draymond Green replied, "Mike, go ahead. Why you don't check your phone? At, uh, I can't believe. Oh, good job, Mike. You're fucking literate as hell. I'm so proud of you. If this makes the show, I'm off the show. 
You'll never know. You don't listen to it. That's right. I, I, I've made it a point to never listen. But all I do is get mad at myself. I just think about all the things that I You're wish I You're not the I'd only one. Well, yeah. Um, at Money Green 23. Why? You check your phone at work, right? Fair point. It, now, do you think that's a fair point? Do you honestly think that these guys should be allowed on their phone on the sidelines? Not really. No, I, <laughs> I think that if they're on their phone at practice, that's fine. I think they're at, on their phone at any other point, that's fine. But, like, we need you for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I, I don't know. It, I, I, I mean... I can't it, use my phone at work. I, I get in trouble. Uh, I'm, I'm on my phone all day. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I guess it depends on the, the context. I know it's a playoff game, but, like... The context but, was, but he said later, like, that his his kid was very sick. But even then, it's just like, yeah, th- this is also, what, 30 seconds of this entire day, you know? Yeah. Like, the you know, the, if you were just... If, if someone were sitting on the bench thinking about um, dinner reservations... Or something like it would. It would be the. It's the same break in focus, but it. it this just yeah. happens to actually. You, you can actually see it this way. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I don't have a problem with it. But if if there were a problem, like people were just, I don't know, messing around on their phone during the a game, it should be in you know handled by the team, not like the NBA or. I don't uh, know, Alex Kennedy, whoever. Yeah, whoever that is. <laughs> Alex Kennedy, MBA is his handle. Uh, he seems to have an inside yeah. track there. He's he, got an uh, MBA in his name. He must be official. Amir Johnson got fined for this. I'm not sure how much, but he got fined. Oh, see, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, that that make, By the team or by the team? Yeah, I, was, that, I don't think that's a league thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brett Brown, okay. Brett Brown the uh, Sixers coach, is pissed. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Well, they also came out and they were completely flat in that first playoff game. And then you have that on top of like it doesn't help. It doesn't look that now, good right, when if, you have people if, checking if, tweets on the side. If they won, I don't think anyone would have said anything about it. I think they probably still would have because I, I I think it, this isn't the first time I've seen somebody like so like NBA player on his phone on the sideline. Like I've seen that before, and they get fined. We had um, I remember in uh, in high school. Um, at at baseball, I remember uh, Dave was telling us about it that uh that um I think it was Vince was on his phone in the dugout and got into a huge argument with it with, <laughs> about it with the uh, um with the baseball coach. So even even at high school level, even uh, uh in two thousand six, you uh would get uh you can't can't be on your phone on the bench. So as someone who uh it, is uh, on Twitter relentlessly. I get it, but I understand why it's not okay. Yeah. All right. Our next uh, our next bit is uh, is about Hansel Robles, the relief pitcher from the Angels. His walk up music. Mike, why don't you read this bit? Uh, Hansel Robles, uh, one of the worst Mets in recent history. Um, the man who uh, famously, when giving up home runs, points in the air like it's a pop up. Uh, he uh, is now a, a member of the uh, Los Angeles Angels, and uh, Jay Bruce homered off him the other day, and I said that that must have been revenge because Jay Bruce must have been extremely sick of watching Hansel Robles pitch. In any case, he seems like he likes to have fun. So 
uh, Robles speaking to the media after the game with a white bandana over his head that he said was like Rambo's, did his best to explain his introductory video. He said he's a huge fan of The Undertaker before pretending to rip off the shirt. The White Horse, that's my nickname, Robles said through a translator. As for the slow-mo of white shoes that he kept repeating throughout the video, because that's how horses walk, Robles said matter-of-factly. And the candle, it's always burning. The Mets, like, I don't, I don't think he had like a intro video like that on the Mets. He wasn't. Isn't he the closer? Uh, no, he was. Um, I for think the Angels. I think. Uh, he he might be for the Angels. Um, Blake Parker, maybe. I think but that's um, a, a, but athletic. he. But I know like um, uh, AJ Ramos uh, was uh, had like when he was the eighth inning guy for the Mets. Like he um, had a ridiculous. Uh, like highlights package that he came into set to uh, Kanye West power and then he would just come in and give up four runs and it, it's just always embarrassing but uh, good for Hansel Robles uh, to have a ridiculous video set to his white shoes walking in uh, with the candle burning uh, I think it's very dramatic and I think it's good for baseball I like it it actually reminds me I don't know if y'all are familiar with the uh, East Down and Down series um, but I think there was one point where Kenny Powers was in Mexico and he had a similar uh, thing like this where he did said something ridiculous, had some ridiculous walk-up music, and then he had to go through a translator to explain the ridiculousness of it. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I love these bound down, but I've not watched it since it aired, and I, I think I'm cheating myself. Yeah. I, I need I need to revisit it. All right, our final athlete online. Coast, I'm going to want you to do the old uh, search on the page for and just look up Chris Davis because we're going to talk about – we're going to read a Chris Ar- Davis article. Okay. All right, I got it. All right, and uh, in honor of Coast being a Baltimore Orioles fan. That's right. And I'll say uh, I find this man to be a sympathetic figure, um, but we're actually going to talk about Chris Davis now. Uh, we've been avoiding it because, again, I kind of felt bad for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to, um, there's nothing, uh, we, we can't hurt Chris Davis anymore. Like no one feels worse about this than he does. He's made that clear. Um, but, uh, we know, go, go ahead, read, uh, go through your Chris Davis material. I'm going to play. Uh, do you want to play the song? I'd like to set the mood a bit first. I put my headphones on. In a 2018 article written by Stephanie Epstein for Sports Illustrated, September 24th, 2018, the very end of the season. He had MLB's worst batting average at 174 and the second worst slugging percentage at 306. And according to Fangraphs, his negative 2.8 wins above replacement gave him an outside shot at unseating Jim Levy's negative four war. Oh boy, that's hard. Um, a direct quote from Chris Davis said, I have no clue what I'm doing at the plate, uh, who's in the midst of his third year of a seven-year, $161 million contract. Uh, what is, now, is is his contract deferred at all? Do you know, Coast? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think so. I I think that he had a bit of it deferred to the end. I think that maybe it was guilt that made him do that. 
Um, so, the reason I have the song playing, I'm going to read you a little paragraph here. Uh, Davis grew up believing that men don't celebrate home runs, men don't hang their heads after a strikeout, and men don't cry. And yet, there he found himself in mid-August, behind the wheel of his car, weeping. Or as he puts it, tears just falling from my eyes. Jill, his wife of six years, had just put on You Say by Lauren Daigle, and the lyrics washed over him. We're listening to You Say right now. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just a sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. I'm going to start the song over. That... But if I were in imagine his, crying, if, if I this. were if I were in his situation, I think that this would touch me in a way. I I I think this would resonate with me. If if I were just like I'm a fraud and I'm stealing money from the Baltimore Orioles, <laughs> and uh, if <laughs> I think if I heard the words just every single lie that tells me I'll never measure up, just like <laughs> how do you feel about Chris Davis? Cause uh, um, yeah. Like you, I, I think he's a sympathetic guy. Like, he, he doesn't strike me as a guy that I could hate or anything. And I think he signed his contract in good faith. Like, he was coming off some pretty good years for at least what he is. Yeah, he had, like, 51 uh, home runs and then a bad year, and then he had 47 home runs, something like that. Like, he was good. Yeah. He led the AL in home runs, I think. Yeah, those two, those two years. So, I mean, I don't think he anticipated it coming down like this so i, I don't know i have nothing but quote the guy failure just follows me around daily he wakes up in the morning and he thinks about how bad he is he gets to the ballpark and he thinks about how bad he is he takes batting practice slogs through another hitless night drives home thinking about how bad he is he plays a game for a living but it's not fun anymore more than once this season he's considered his bank bank balance and considered quitting he finds himself in turning increasingly towards his faith. As he struggles, as his struggles deepened this season, Davis occasionally questioned what exactly he was supposed to be learning. He didn't exactly believe he was being punished, but was God pointing out some sin in him? Had he, di- had he displeased him somehow? Finally, in late August, things came to a head. Ella watched Peppa Pig, that's his daughter, and his eight-month-old twin slept. Chris slumped at the kitchen table, pleading with Jill a registered nurse who left her job to support him to diagnose whatever moral disease had brought him here. Am I blind to something that I am habitually doing, he asked. Do you see something in me that needs to be brought to light? And she says, you're right where God needs you to be. I just don't understand. How can I go out there every day and just not succeed? It's baffling to me. Your words carry a lot of weight. In the clubhouse, in the community, in the city of Baltimore, your words carry a lot of weight. But you're but your testimony speaks so much louder when you struggle. Tears just started coming down my face, he says. Eventually, he wiped them off and went to bed. Without diminishing uh, Chris Davis's wife's ability as a nurse, which I'm sure she's a, a great nurse, that is not really the same as a mental health professional. No. And I think, I think Chris Davis would benefit from actual therapy. Hmm. I, I think that... I, I think that... Uh, I, I think that players in these situations i imagine like this ability doesn't just leave you i think i think that this is something that i, I really think that uh, uh, this is a mental health problem as much as anything else like and not not you know diagnose him from afar i don't know exactly what the problem would be but i feel like um uh, oh i know exactly what the problem is it's the shift he can't hit over well, the, he can't uh, hit through uh, the shift <laughs> <laughs> oh my god imagine a therapist telling you it's the shift 
Uh, uh, no, I, I agree. Like, I think a lot of it's mental. Yeah. Uh, so especially after reading this, yeah. To that point, uh, there's been plenty of that this season. It's not easy to be among the least valuable players in history. You can't just play badly. You have to play a lot. Showalter took a look at the numbers in early August and extended a courtesy to his sometime slugger. He offered Davis. He offered to sit Davis in September so he wouldn't amass enough at bats to pass Levy's mark. Let me be the bad guy, the skipper said. I'm not scared of these numbers, Davis answered. I'm going to continue to stay with my plan, with my approach. It may look like crap, but I'm not going to run from this. I got a problem with that. Yep. I, got, I got a problem with that. I'm not going to change my approach. Uh, um, and then the final the final thing I wanted to... Uh, we got... Uh, I titled it Rain and Melancholy. Uh, but, but now Davis sat alone. Shoes untied. Shirt untucked. Cap discarded. Eye black smeared. As the grounds crew cleaned the field, he rested his head in his hands. Sorry. He rested his head in his hands and tried to imagine the rest of the season, the rest of his contract, the rest of his life. Why was he doing this to himself? He was beating his head against the wall every day. Would there be any shame in acknowledging what everyone else saw anyway that he was done? It began to rain. <laughs> Big fat drops that splashed audibly on the grass and dirt and Davis's head. <laughs> well, this is a little on the nose, he thought. Yeah. <laughs> Still, he sat there contemplating his future. Fans streamed out of the bar co- uh, ballpark, jostling for cover. Suddenly, he heard a voice behind him. Keep your head up, Chris. A man, a middle-aged man in an Orioles shirt yelled, You've got the greatest job in the world. Chris cocked his head. He's right, he thought. He stood up and walked out to the, walked to the clubhouse. Unfortunately, the sun eventually came out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember... <laughs> Do you remember that kid? I I think it was during the um the Mavericks Heat uh finals. The kid yelling, just going, "Good job, good effort, no. good job, good effort!" Like the, no, the, I don't remember that. Yelling that to the Heat players as they were walking off, like uh, there's just a child just barking that at LeBron. It didn't help that particular time, but um, I don't uh, I don't know. I I'm extremely sympathetic to Chris Davis just because like uh, I probably felt more like Chris Davis on on. Uh, most days <laughs> than uh, uh, w- without the pressure that's been applied to him. I don't know. What's, uh, what songs make you cry, Brendan? Put you on the spot here. Uh, I got the, the song. It's called uh, You Say by uh, by Lauren Daigle. No, that's Chris Davis's answer. That's a bad answer. I, n- n- songs don't make me cry. I have a playlist. Uh, you have songs that like get you weepy-eyed? I have a playlist called Ah Shit. Um, and it's it's a it's a playlist of songs that made me cry. All right, let's get what's the most played song on there? I'll play it next. Um, oof. What well, about you, Coast? Any songs make you cry? Ah uh, man, I can't remember the names, but I've cried to a few Counting Crows songs before. As embarrassing as that is, <laughs> hell yeah. Not Mr. Jones. Uh, that just <laughs> yeah, mi- yeah, Mr. Jo- no, no, that's 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 aspirational. Or if you cry to Mr. Jones, <laughs> because that's the life you want. It's like I need a friend like that. Yeah, I need I need a Mister Jones. <laughs> um, no, most of them are Mountain Goat songs. Mountain Goat. Um, uh, John Darnielle is an endless like spring of human empathy. Um, sure, and it, it's all it's really weird that so many Mountain Goat songs are uh a completely about like completely fictional stories and <laughs> they're that touching. Um, but I think the one, the most devastating song I've ever listened to in my entire life is, uh, uh, um, Matthew 25, 21, uh, by the Mountain Goats, uh, off the life of, of the world to come. 
which is about his mother-in-law dying of cancer. But um, that front door like a ghost into a fog where no one notices the contrast of white on white. I was just listening to you talk, hoping you would kick in while you were still yeah, talking. No, no, good, good job. I'm, I'm glad. This is. Uh, by the way, Chris Davis started this season 0 for 54 before he had a well, that, 3 for 5 breakout game, and then he had a home run today, Monday, April 15th. He beat the hell out of the Red Sox that day. Yeah, he had 4 RBI. He's coming back around. Yeah, he's coming back around. Hopefully for him, all right? He's got about, like, 450 for the next year, right? He's, he's so due. <laughs> yeah. God, even if he batted, like, 210, people would just, like, leave him alone. All right. For sure. Uh, we're going to switch to the next segment, which means no more around here. Uh, we haven't had a good horny athlete tweet in a while, so we're going we're gonna to do one of those right after this song. All right. Uh, would you guys like to read these? One you want to read for Susan? One you want to read for Keith? Oh, uh, Coast, I, I've never said this out loud. Please search on the page for horny. Okay, I'm looking for it. <laughs> okay, it all completed. And I don't know. I don't have it. Oh, there we go. I see it now. Would you, uh, I, I like Susan a lot. I like the, I like the way that she spells her name. Um, T Rainbow Warrior is pretty good too. Um, would you like to? Uh, would you like to be uh, Keith or would you like to be Susan? Uh, you're the guest. I'm going to let you choose. I have no preference. Um, uh, I feel like you're a better Keith, so I can be Susan. Can I do my? Uh, can I do my Keith like Hernandez? Imp- right. Can I do my Keith Hernandez impression? Sure, but you got to keep it going. It's got to last all eight responses well no it's i don't really have i can't really do the voice i just do his um hernandez well as someone who watches quite a lot of met games i know the the uh iconic uh keith hernandez just hmm, just (laughs) just, he does that a lot like as as a response um (laughs) just when whatever like uh 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 gary cullen will just be uh yelling about something you'll just hear keith just go hmm (laughs) just (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so, all right i'll i'll uh i'll i'll you you be uh you be susan and i'll i'll be keith I gotta turn this uh, okay. up a little closer to myself though free to scroll for yourself all right boys whenever you're ready all right all right here we go enter susan have your autograph already now i just gotta get you on a yoga mat on the yoga mat with you that's intriguing susan let's do it where are you Comic New York, not far from you. I'm heading home at six thirty. Six thirty. Dinner, dinner at Sen. When are you coming out to the Hampton? Whenever you invite me. Me and SH and go from there. I thought you were married. I am. My husband is in love with you too. Where do you stay in Hamptons? 
Southampton College the last time I stayed in the Hamptons. Then you'll have to come out. Indeed. Had a blast at book signing in SH with you. I was the one that made the comment. I was the one that made the comment. <laughs> Sorry, I expected it to go back and forth. You're right. Go ahead. So, excuse me, Susan. Please continue. I was, I was the one that made the comment about Joe Buck. <laughs> I remember you. Why don't we text? Social media has me leery. Here's my cell, 561-846-2747. So that is Mets announcer and Mets legend Keith Hernandez <laughs> giving legend. out his cell phone 19, on Twitter. 1986 World Series champion Keith Hernandez. Oh, good lord. <laughs> good job, boys. I'm all boned up over what here. Do you so. think, what do you think she said about Joe Buck? What do you think that was – what do you think she said <laughs> was memorable enough about Joe Buck that, <laughs> that she would – I gotta know, like, yeah. I gotta know. I'm gonna DM Susan Varro and ask her what she said about Joe Buck that would have gotten Keith Hernandez's attention. Susan Varro, R.E. (laughs) R.E., your horny tweets with uh, Keith Hernandez. So our final yeah, segment, yeah. Coast, is show more replies, and this is where the hard work really pays off. This is this is the worst comments and analysis from normal people uh, online, and uh, we're going to start with this post. Uh, and again, if you search on the page for show more, you'll you'll get there. Oh no, you're already there. I see you. I got it. <laughs> it says yeah. it right there. His name. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. Uh, from NFL news updates and memes on Facebook, we have uh, a story about a 49ers pan- fan who paid twenty two grand for two seats inside the team's war room during the upcoming 2019 draft. I'm not going to read this whole post. We get the idea. Um, John, would you like uh, – uh, not John. Coast, would you like to read John Wallbank's uh, response to this article about how $22,000 uh, was either well, – Absolutely. Go, go ahead. Read it. Okay, uh, from John, John Wallbank. Wallbank. The value of money is relative to, relative to how much you got. For instance, to Bill Gates, $22,000 is pocket change. Thank you, John. It's just so... Like, it's not Bill Gates, though, is it? It's probably, it? it's probably some guy who owns a Cadillac dealership, paid twenty two grand to do this. And, like... I feel like if you pay $22,000 to sit in on this sort of thing, like, you're hoping that, like, you get some sway, but you're not. They're going to tell you to shut up. They, yeah, they don't want you there. Yeah, it's – they're going to be mad yeah. that you're there because every because everyone in the NFL is a psycho and they take their job so seriously. Well, you should be taking the NFL draft pretty seriously. You should, but do you think that, like, anybody who works in any real position of power in the NFL is, like, fun to hang out with? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. Maybe Jim Irsay. They mentioned in. Jim they mentioned. Okay, you, you might be on something there, but in in the post they mentioned it's going to be John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. I don't imagine those two guys and are going to be fun to hang out with. Oh, good lord. Yeah. But 
uh, well, at, least, at least we know that the value of money is relative. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> we got a, a quick hit here from Pablo Reyna, who said, Last time LeBron didn't make the playoffs, Tiger won the Masters. So rooting for Tiger is the same as rooting against LeBron. Really annoying take. I I see it's it's a it's a big logical leap and it annoys me and I don't like it. This is the by the way, Coach, this is the part of the show where we are allowed to silently reflect on the dumb shit we just this, heard. Yeah, this is also part of it where no where more often than not I have nothing to say and I, it's it's this is the this is the dark part where you just go like there's Yeah. Uh, this is where this is where Brendan finds all the bleach like I don't have the stomach for the Bleacher Report comments, but this is where he finds all those and where it just becomes – it's the worst of the worst and the stuff that makes me not want to do the show. <laughs> it's, uh... See, I'm – I think I'm with Brendan here. Like, I love looking at uh, – I don't look at Bleacher Report, but Facebook comments are my bread and butter. It's like, awful. If you ever see a bad one, send it my way. I gotta get a. Okay, I, gotta get I mean, I'll, I'll keep looking. I I think I owe it to myself to get back on Facebook. Even like, I see uh, when when you pulled up Facebook, I saw you were logged in as Lou. Um, I have um, I, I actually have uh, a fake Facebook that I used to sign up for Spotify, and I did it under the name of some like important um, like Franciscan. Priest. I was reading the name of the rose by Umberto Eco, and I never finished it, so I'm not bragging uh, about the, about me reading some uh, semiotic uh, uh, Catholic literature. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm dumber. I've finished like five books in my adult life. I'm I I, I so I want to I want to say that first. But there was I, I can't even remember the name of the person that I made this account under. But I, I have some. I have some fake Facebook account that I used to make a Spotify that wasn't attached to my name, um, but I can't remember the name of the person. So I have one, but I don't remember the path. I'll make another one. I'll make another one under another stupid name. All right. For my money, this is the worst one. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Ryan Shazier. Yes. Former linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers who was paralyzed. Right. He was fully paralyzed, right? Briefly, yes. Briefly, okay. Uh, Ryan Shazier posted a video of him doing a box jump. He was jumping up onto something with a bit of a spot, uh, maybe a little lower than his hips, uh, but a year out of surgery, pretty impressive. I couldn't do it. You could do this. Um, Prove it. This guy, Ben Albuterol, responds to this video. Having a name that sounds that much like an antidepressant is really funny. (laughs) I just assumed it was like a fake name, yeah. Uh, He responds, let's see him sprint or do agility. Not trying to say this isn't a feat of willpower and determination. So I like I like when you post the take and in the same in the same comment you have to immediately like distance yourself from it. When your take is so bad that you have to immediately like walk it back before you even hit send. But uh you're right, by the way, that is a fake albuterol is a drug. Yeah. It's a uh, can treat uh bronchospasm. I, yeah, that gives you if you call. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you do those errors. I feel like, like uh, an asshole now for not knowing that uh, Albuterol is it. that. You know what? Good for that guy. That is a that's a good name. That is a good fake name. It's not bad. Yeah. 
Let's see him sprint or do agility. Let's see you sprint, Ben. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Such an oh, asshole. Lord. <laughs> uh, the Ryan Shazier injury was, like, super depressing and sad to see. And this guy just doesn't give a, give a shit. No, anytime those happen, like, it, it's... Yeah, it's it's one of those be- like brutal reminders, like just how tough football can be on your body, and like you know the, the, this thing that uh that that's just there for our enjoyment. It's just like oh no, someone just got paralyzed for me, like for me <laughs> during something I get drunk and yell at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. With that. We're uh, this is uh, misplaced. It's not a show more reply, so we're done. We are all done. So right at the tippy top, I want to say thanks to uh, to Matt for making it onto the show. Uh, Matt, you got anything to plug? Definitely your Twitter, but anything else? Uh, yeah, um, you can find me at Twenty Nine Coast if you just want some stupid stuff to look at during the day. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope the show turned out okay the first uh, podcast I've ever done, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. I think it turned out great. I mean, Brendan, Brendan's got a lot to, to edit down now because uh, we, we ran extremely long, but uh, that that's always yeah. a good sign. Like, if, uh, I, I actually, I mean, if, if it's just the two of us, we eventually run out of things to say to each other. We have a guest. We have a lot more fun. I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> No, uh, it, was, it, it was great having you on. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, glad, glad you're here. And uh, good luck, uh, good luck on your uh, your upcoming move as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll be moving to the south soon. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, thanks again for <laughs> having me. This is a lot of fun. Um, I'm moving right to the Tennessee and Kentucky border. Sounds great. All right, Mike, read all that, and we'll be all done. Right, uh, all right, so uh, Wade Jams. Uh, Wade, uh, Wade made our, our intro music. He made our uh, sort of title music. Uh, I haven't sent him his wedding gift yet. I'm getting around to it. It's difficult. Uh, I, gotta, uh, it's, it's, I, I needed stamps. Uh, Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify. you got to check it out. There's a lot of uh, really good stuff on there. There's going to be even more good stuff after this episode because there's a bunch of songs I'm going to send to Brendan that, uh, that I love right now. Uh, I'm uh, Mega Clang on Twitter and Instagram as always. Brendan is Patton Brending. Don't follow me on Instagram. Don't follow Brendan on Instagram. He doesn't post. He doesn't give a shit. Matt is 29 Coast, at least on Twitter, maybe other places. If uh, if he doesn't want you to follow him there, then don't. And you can give us a call at 505-398-5020. Hear the magic. Hear our outgoing voicemail. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Is it, uh, It's really funny. Um, but you're going to have to call it to figure it out and leave us a voicemail. And then if it's good, we'll play it on the show. If it's anything, we'll play it on the show because no one's ever called us. Yeah, first one gets on the show. And you can email us at dismaltide69 at gmail.com. It was the last one they had. Um, if you've emailed us in like the last three weeks and um, it didn't make the show, it's because I haven't checked because people generally <laughs> don't email us. So right. sorry to Mike who probably sent us stuff there. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's it. Have a good week, everybody. That's the show. Well, they was living in her. Oh, it's all the goddamn money it down. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago 
I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing. you up to a Demerol drip to mitigate the pain a little bit I flew in from Pennsylvania when I heard the hour was coming fast And I docked in Santa Barbara Tried to brace myself But you can't brace yourself When the time comes You just have to roll with the blast I'm an 18-wheeler headed down the interstate And my brakes are gonna give And I won't know till it's too late Tires screaming when I lose control Try not to hurt too many people when I roll Find the harbor freeway And head south Real tired Head kind of light I found Telegraph Road I'd only seen the name on envelopes Found the parking lot And turned right I felt all the details Carving out space in my head Tropicana's on the walkway Neon red Between the pain and the pills Trying to hold it at bay Stands a traveler going Somewhere far away And I am an airplane tumbling wing over wing Try to listen to my instruments, they don't say anything People screaming when the engines quit I hope we're all in crash position when we hit
and at last came to your bedside. As it turns out, I'm not ready. And then, as though you were speaking through a thick haze. Said hello to me. We all stood there around you. Happy to hear you speak. The last of something bright burning, still burning. Beyond the cancer and the chemotherapy, and you are a presence full of light upon this earth, and I am a witness to your life and to its worth. Just three days later, when I get the call, and there's nobody around to break my.